You're listening to Cockadoodle News on WUSC FM and HD1 Columbia. Hello, Radio Land. It is Friday, April 5th, 2019. And do you know what that means? It is officially the start of fundraiser week slash weeks because it's actually two weeks long but that doesn't sound as cool um so in case you didn't know wusc is a non-profit station in case you don't know what non-profit means um it means we are not allowed to sell advertising to make money among other things which means that for two weeks or a month or a week depending on how how life goes out of every semester we are going to get on air and beg you for money because Without your help, we will literally go off air, which will be very sad for me <laughs> and for a lot of people because um, without radio, I'm just a sad college student who spends too much time on Adobe. Way to put the pressure on them. Of course, no. Um, without pressure, there is... I don't know where this statement was going. Um, if you go to WUSCFM, you can click on our lovely donate tab, which will open up our crowdfunding page. Um, we have currently raised 3% of our goal. So um, thank you to the two donors who donated to us. And shame on everybody else. <laughs> because, I mean, I, I realized that We've been live for like 12-ish hours, not even been a day, but we're running out of time. Show us your love. Show us your love, people. Again, that's WUSC.FM, and you can click on WUSC.FM, and you can click on the Donate tab. If you don't want to just hand us your money because you want to make things complicated... Uh, we do have lovely events coming up, which can help you. You can show your love. April 12th, uh, is a we're having a show at Hunter Gatherer at 8 p.m. with Cry, Baby Sl- and Slush. Um, we're also having a show at New Brooklyn Tavern on the 18th. We're working on getting some some nights uh, at Mellow Mushroom, and which we've done for the past few years. Um, with Mellow Mushroom and the Vista, as well as a fundraising night at Pelican's. So you can not only get good food and or lovely snow cones, uh, but you can interact with your local DJs who love you and care about you. All right. I think that's a nice spiel about fundraising. I think so, too. Like, I mean, you're already going to go out. You're going to get snow cones. You're going to eat pizza. So might as well do that and help us out at the same time. That's what I'm talking about. All right. We're going to take a very quick station break but we will be right back after this make sure you keep it locked we have some great cockadoodle cockadoodle music and some cockadoodle news coming up right after this as well as the weather and upcoming events at usc imagine a friend has just told you they were diagnosed with a mental illness what would you do awkward isn't it but what's even more awkward is if you're not there for them they'll be less likely to recover. Mental illness. What a difference a friend makes. To learn more, go to whatadifference.org. This message is brought to you by the Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 
All right, you're back. So uh, we get a, we're mixing it up with a little bit of federal news. We don't do that super often. Um, but there will be a hearing at the end of May to see if CBD should be included in food and beverages and regulated by the FDA. What is CDB? It's CBD, and CBD. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, CBD is found in the marijuanas along with THC. However, CBD is the nice stuff, and THC is the stuff that makes you high. That's hmm. illegal. CBD is actually currently um, legal federally, so... Have fun with that, though you can't really have too much fun. Um, I guess depending on how you regulate fun, we're not WSC does not um, support people doing illegal activities, so don't do that. Um, so currently, there is one medication used to treat epilepsy that's been approved by the FDA that also contains high levels of CBD. Um, so hemp is a plant that is very commonly grown that contains. Um, very low concentrations of THC is the the getting you high component um, and very low concentrations of THC but very high concentrations of CBD um, so uh, marijuana is abundant in THC um, and it usually has between 15 and 40 percent um, while, um, hemp is, does not, has usually less than 3% of, um, or point, sorry, zero zero point three percent of THC. So lots of letters, but important distinctions. Um, currently the United States allows THC content for hemp to be classified as 0.03 or less. Um, and the rest of the world is actually 0.02. So not that big of a difference. Maybe it is in like science world, but in my mind it's not. Um, CBD oil has not been approved by the FDA, but it's sold throughout the country in specialty shops. And we have one in Colombia. If you'd like to know a little bit more about this specifically, um, we did do a show on it in January on the 17th. And also, like I said, there's a store in the Vista, so... I think it'll be pretty interesting to see what their decision is because in my experience in my research the FDA is usually just pretty loose in general as long as it's not contaminated and can you know directly right. hurt you they usually let things fly by but when you have just even the slightest connection to marijuana it becomes like uh, oh no marijuana and usually legislators love to just say no to anything connected with marijuana Yes, yeah, so right now, if my understanding is correct, because there is so much to go through, um, CBD can be sold in these specialty shops, but they cannot uh, make any claims as to their medical benefit. So, that's an interesting distinction. We're going to take a quick break and be right back with Cockadoodle Music in just a second. <laughs> My friend Alex was diagnosed with cancer, but I put on a concert with tons of other kids so they could help raise money and lift his spirits. It's a very good feeling to volunteer. Kids can really make a difference. Helping other people in my community. To do something 
bigger than myself. Rewarding. Every story touches home. Even if it's not your own cause, it becomes yours when you help people. I organized a food drive so they could have a warm meal every day. The people next door to us might have big struggles. Change someone's life and make someone's day. When I help out, I get this warm feeling in my heart. If you have a giving heart, you need to give as much as possible. Step out and help someone else and just help make the world a better place. Seeing garbage in road ditches and in city parks motivated me to clean up trash. If it's the right thing to do, then go ahead and do it. You should always volunteer, whether it's big or small. Start at a young age and keep promoting the spirit of volunteerism as you go throughout your life. Young students make a big difference when they volunteer. Encourage them to learn more about the Prudential Spirit of Community Awards. Visit spirit.prudential.com. And we're back. So that's all I have to say about CBD. Um, you can use it. It's safe for pets. You can leave it in like pet food. Really? Pet for like, I think it's mostly used with like fireworks or like if you take your dog out shooting and like they don't like loud noises. But I have seen it in pet treats. Hmm. Online. I mean, not in person. And I haven't made my way down to the to the the local the local CBD store yet, but um, it is the weekend. It is, yeah. It's just Friday, and um, the spring games tomorrow, and that always brings everyone anxiety. Ooh, I will be attending. Should be exciting. We got some very good new guys coming in, like Ryan Holinsky. Zachary Pickens, five-star defense alignment. So it'll be interesting to see how the new talent is looking. It's also supposed to be cloudy, which is nice. Really? It's supposed to be a little bit cloudy, about 70, um, which is great because I went to the spring game last year, and I kind of had my legs crossed the whole time. Um, I know this is radio, so not all of you know what I look like, but I'm very, very pale, and I burn very, very easily. And I legitimately, my legs look like candy canes. For Easter, because I was wearing shorts and they were crossed, so obviously this the parts of my legs that were crossed remained white and did not get sunburned, and the tops of my legs did get sunburned, and my legs were literally striped. And if this were not radio, I would have a a picture on the screen right now of my striped legs for Easter. So, were you wearing like a blue like skirt? Because then you could just be the American flag at that point for Easter or at the game. At the game. I know I was not. Well, I didn't notice it until I got home. Like I kind of noticed it a little bit at the game, and I was like, "My legs are pretty red," but that happens to me very often. Um, I mean, my mom likes to say that I'm not even white; I'm just translucent. <laughs> so that that'll be interesting to see if it's actually like because like m- I've never really had a comfortable experience at Willie B. It's never like it's a, not. a nice temperature. It, it it goes straight from being hot 100 degrees to freezing and raining it should be pretty nice knock on wood um but we'll see so we will see but hopefully i get to tell you guys some awesome music news right now and y'all enjoy this dj dill here with the music here we go so according to genius little nas x has been kicked off the billboard top 100 country singles this is pretty significant because Lil Nas X's song, Old Old Town Roads, is very mixed with country and a hip-hop sound. So many people are upset at the genre for not accepting new sounds and other voices. Billboard told Complex, quote, While Old Town Road incorporates references to country and cowboy imagery, it does not embrace enough elements of today's country music to chart in its current version version 
this song has been huge. The music video is literally gameplay footage of that uh, video game, Red Dead Redemption 2. It's like a lot of people who like that game were mm-hmm. listening to the, watching right. the music video, listening to the song. It got attention through that. It also got attention through TikToks and other viral memes. So it got a huge viral following. It's on the TikTok. You know it's real now. The TikTok is absolutely hilarious, hilarious too. It's basically like this dog um, is given like some water, and then like at first it just it says water, and then like as the dog drinks it, like there's a um, little uh, note on it, and then like drops, and then it says yeehaw juice, and then the dog is just sitting there as the beat drops, and then like he's just in like a country get up. It's Does really he start line dancing. No. <laughs> No, he just sits there, like, in the country get-up, and, like, the outfits keep changing into other country get-ups. I've My only experience with TikTok is watching it when it comes on my Facebook feed. <laughs> and I find it interesting, but then at the same time, not interesting enough to download the app. I'm in the same boat. I, I think it's a poor man's vi- vine, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But anyway... So it's gotten a lot of a lot of attention this song and there's a new update cuz Billy Ray Cyrus. Yes, Billy Ray Cyrus, the dad of Hannah Montana has hopped on the remix. So this thing this makes things a lot more interesting cuz it's now like how is Billboard going to respond to a country artist getting on this song? Is it and like you know, now the remix could chart. So it could what's Billboard going to do? Put it on the country, keep it on hip hop? What's so, I feel like, I feel like it's gonna be very ironic if slash when the original is not on the country and the remix is. That would be hilarious. It would not be a good look for Billboard at all. But I mean, as someone who uses Billboard quite often, um, I and probably many of our DJs would agree, the Billboard is just dang confusing, and. I just have question marks going off every time I I dare to to look on Billboard to see if I'm allowed to play what I want to play. Yeah, I think a lot of DJs here would definitely agree with that. And it was actually really funny. I saw another little meme about this. Um, if any of y'all have watched Key and Peele out there, there's like one sketch where basically um, one character, one care like this guy's wife is asking him like about his internet history. And, like, the guy just starts sweating profusely. And then um, the the post I saw was, like, billboard now that uh, Billy Ray Cyrus hopped on, <laughs> hopped on uh, Old Town Roads. It was really funny. But also, from Lil Nas X himself, he said in an interview with Time Magazine, quote, the song is country trap. It's not one, it's not the other. It's both. It should be on both, referring to that it should be on both hip-hop and country charts. Very interesting. Can they do that? Is that? Has that happened before? I'm not sure if it's happened before, but I'd like to think so. I would also like to think so. I mean, I I pretty much use Billboard to look up songs and artists that I've, I've already, that have already been established. I'm not necessarily checking to see what's new, because obviously we can't play new things. But I feel like I now need to go look at, look up this song because I feel like I'm, I'm not really a big fan of trap music, but I am a fan of country music. 
it's one of those things where it's like the song is just so catchy and it's got this like buttery like southern inspired hook that and the lyrics are very also country inspired and they're like really tongue-in-cheek and funny too like one of the lines is uh um riding on a horse you can whip your porch porsche and then he has another one he's like i've been up in that valley you ain't even got up off your porch or something like that so it's very tongue-in-cheek it's very funny and me personally i feel like country as a whole just it need country i feel this way about country and rock that they need to accept new styles new their their genres are coming a little stagnant a little bit bland and i think accepting different styles and different genres not just hip-hop elements but i mean folk elements or alternative elements really anything electronic can only help a genre grow and become something new I mean, I'm going to agree to disagree because okay. I feel like country music is becoming very poppy mm-hmm. and I feel like the only difference really between pop songs and country songs are that A, everyone sings it with a twang <laughs> and B, the content of the songs. Like I feel like a lot of the songs you could take the same tune mm-hmm. but add different lyrics and then voila, you're now, you're now pop. I mean, look at how easy it was for Taylor Swift to change from country to pop. It was it was a slow and not even painful. Like, I'm a Taylor Swift fan. I'll put it out there. It wasn't even that painful of a transition because the genres flow so, so seamlessly together now. It's funny that you mentioned Taylor Swift because you remember that song, uh, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together? Big fan, yes. That was on the country charts. See, I would not classify that as a country song. I wouldn't either. But it kind of, it just... It's the stigma before of she's a country artist, I guess. I mean, I don't think we need to, you know, all play banjos and, and the milk jug. <laughs> um, like, don't get me wrong. I love a good banjo. It, banjos just speak to my soul. Um, I really want to learn how to play the banjo for a while. Did not happen. Not that, not that coordinated. But I feel like, I don't know. I feel like country music's kind of, I like having little extras but when people start rapping in country songs i was kind of raising an eyebrow a little bit well let me ask you this so like you have bands like uh florida georgia line mm-hmm. georgia line that have like these huge pop elements but still chart in country charts right do you think a song like this i know you haven't heard it but just from what i've like it kind right. of described about it should be charted on the countryside or what do you think I feel like it would definitely depend on the lyrics because I feel like that's really now what makes country songs is what their content it what their what their content what the lyrics say because they are, I mean, you know about dogs and hunting and girls and cars <laughs> and and beer. Um, my dad's one of my dad's favorite joke because if you play a country song backwards, the, the the dog comes back, the girl comes back, <laughs> the truck comes back, and everyone has a happy life. <laughs> That's that's actually really funny. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I th- I think it's an interesting case, and there's also another inter- interesting element to this story. A lot of people have theorized and speculated that because Lil Nas X is an African American artist, that that might have something to do with it because the country genre is a predominantly uh, white Caucasian genre. Um, I don't personally subscribe to this. Um, do you think? that race has anything to do with it? 
That's an excellent point. I mean, other than Darius Rucker, mm-hmm. cannot really name a whole bunch of African-American country singers. You can't. Um, I actually remember the first time that I told, I I don't know how it was, what, what the conversation was, but I guess my parents just assumed that he was white because all, most all country singers were white. And I guess I saw a picture of him and he was like, wow, did not see that one coming, <laughs> which should not be the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, to quote a good song, <laughs> country, country is wide. Um, you know, it's. I mean, I know a lot of people that are, you know, not white farm boys that are very country people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say my initial reaction is like probably, yeah, I could, s- especially because it's rap music and it is typically African-Americans mm-hmm. that, that do. It's an interesting point. My mind's yeah. a little bit twisted right now. When asked about it himself, I'm paraphrasing this a little bit, but Lil Nas X said that he thinks it's a genre stigma, not a racial stigma. But either way, even if it's not, and even if it is, I just think, like, if you look at it musically or if you look at it socially, they're two interesting points. And they're two, like, really good talking points. Because either way, there's not much African-American representation in the genre, and there's not much hip-hop representation in the genre so like there's two different conversations you can have that are pretty cool if you ask me i now feel like i i would be interested to hear now i kind of want to hear every genre kind of mix with country see how i I don't know if if i'd enjoy that but i feel like at the same time there's some pretty crap there's some pretty crappy music out there so it can't be that bad well have you ever listened to colt 40 i have but it's been a while that was like the first time I heard the whole country hip hop fusion and that mm-hmm. song Mud Truckers like blew up. <laughs> I mean, I've heard a lot of I remember the first time I heard Red Solo Cup and I thought it was a prank. <laughs> I heard it on the radio. I can tell you where I was sitting in my bedroom and I legitimately thought it was a prank. Did not think it was a real song. See, I think that even the two most distant genres can come together and coexist if it's done right. I've seen a lot of corny examples of genre blending. A lot of people mention 21 Pilots on Blurry Face, their attempt to get um, a lot of reggae influence. I don't, I don't say, I'm not saying I feel that way. I'm just saying I've heard that complaint from people. I think any genres can mix if you just if you do it subtly enough and you don't overproduce it and you just you have the historical context of the genre, you know what it's going for, you know what it's meant to do. Definitely. We're going to take a quick station break and we'll be right back after this. Okay. Homeless Helping Homeless is a nonprofit organization formed in Colombia in May 2010 with the mission of removing negative stereotypes associated with homelessness and to show the homeless as respectable, responsible, productive citizens. It is a group of grassroots organizations and supporters helping to build bridges, empower change, and ultimately end homelessness. You can reach us at Facebook, Homeless Helping Homeless of Columbia, South Carolina, for further information. And we do have meetings of our committee every Monday night at 6 p.m. at the Richland County Library. Hey, y'all. So we got some other 
important music news. The other day, a video surfaced on Twitter. Basically, the setup of this video was a club scene, and it appeared to be a song playing in the de- in the back by Drake, but it wasn't you know any song that he had released before. So a lot of people were commenting over the video, being like, oh, Drake season, here we go. It's actually not that long since he put out Scorpion. That was 2018, so not that long, but still... It- you know, appears that some more Drake's on the way. But then things got really interesting because another video surfaced of both Drake and Future hanging out. They, it appears to be like near a studio and they're talking about something being top secret. So we're assuming something that they're working on is top secret. You know, it's just, it's hushed right now. But then after that video surfaced, a tweet from Future was pretty telling. All he said was two emojis, but those two emojis were diamonds. The cover of the collaboration record, What a Time to Be Alive with Drake and Future, is of diamonds. That's the, that's the entire cover. So it looks like What a Time to Be Alive is coming back, part two. So, yeah, Rosie, what do you think about that? I don't know if you've listened to them, but... Even if you haven't, also, just what do you think about artists doing collaboration albums? Is it underused? Is it overused? What do, what do you think about that? I think it's underused. underused. I mean, as someone who has spent a lot of time doing shows by herself, I know that it can be very boring for my for myself. I don't know how you listeners feel. Um some of y'all, I'm sure, are like, yeah, I'd like listening to one person talk the whole time for like three hours is boring. Don't worry. They love you. I, well, I, I try. <laughs> I do what I can. But I know like it has to be so much more fun to do collaborations with other artists. And I mean, just having more people in a room, no matter what you're doing and more ideas, you're always going to have a better product. Some, some of the best albums I've seen just in general, like have... It's not just one artist doing the hook, doing the verses. Like, there's so much collaboration. There's yeah. so many features doing, whether it's, like, featuring someone else from outside of your group making the beat or someone else outside of your group singing the hook. I Those are the best albums to me when there's a lot of, a lot of work, a lot of people mm-hmm. giving their thoughts on it. So, I mean, just having two big artists going for their second collab album I think is good for the industry. And it's just good for music. It's good all around for me. Yeah, I feel like I also, I mean, I'm, well, I guess I'll just be honest. I think I said this before, but I don't listen to a bunch of new music. I kind of listen to the same music over and over again. And then by the time that these songs are, these new songs coming out are old, I'll start listening to them and it'll be new to me. Um, But that being said, so I can't like, no, I'm not like the voice of all be all. I think a lot of Drake's songs, at least the ones that I've heard, are very similar. Um, I don't think I've, I mean, once again, haven't listened to Drake in a really long time. But I think it's always nice to, whenever you work with someone new, and you can kind of feed a little bit off of that. And you take that into whenever you work, when you're working solo again. Um, Yeah, I think it's an opportunity to bring out the best in each other. mm -hmm. And, I mean... Like, for example, 
Future might not always give the most polished hooks off because he, you know, is heavily heavily deuced in auto tunes. So some of his hooks, in my opinion, are kind of weak. While Draker Drake is able to put together some stronger, catchier hooks. So I mean, just that balance will can make you know better records for the both of them. Definitely, for sure. And one little quick story here i just got this from complex if y'all know sway lee he is an artist he's done solo stuff he's also part of the group rage sherman i'm sorry if i'm mispronouncing that but yeah he has a pet spider monkey and well he did because it got seized by the authorities and now he doesn't have his pet spider monkey anymore why well, do you know why it was taken? Was it, did he not have, because I feel like you would need a permit to have. That's what I've been trying to look at in this article. Like, why? All it really is saying is that, like, the California Department of Fish and Wildlife officials, they got word of it, and they seized the monkey. So, I mean, Lee didn't receive any, like, citations or anything like that. Right. And we don't even know if he was on the property at the time. But it's, yeah, it's really, it's kind of a wacky situation that I, I guess because he didn't, I guess, I'm assuming he doesn't have a permit. Right, that's what I would assume. I'm, and, like, it's not like he really hit it because while we're not sure if it's the same spider monkey, he put, like, in a year ago, like, in a post on Instagram of him holding a spider monkey at his home. We're assuming it's the same one, but. I, th- I feel like that's a very safe assumption. Yeah. Because. I mean, how many spider monkeys are there in the greater California? Is it California? California, yeah. California area? Probably not that many. I know you have to have permits for a surprising number of animals. Well, I guess I feel like anything more exotic than like a gerbil, cat, or dog mm-hmm. or fish. But even some fish, some rare fish, I think you probably have to. I f- how would they know? I just have a lot of questions. Like, how did they find out? Also, because if he posted a year ago, why didn't they go a year ago? Mm-hmm. If Is there just a lot of paperwork? Did one of his neighbors tip him off? Because that's, like, my first go-to is, like, I feel like having a, a monkey next door would be very annoying. I'm sure his house is much bigger than my apartment. But, like, I can hear my, my neighbor's, like, pets running around. Yeah, I, I don't know how they got... T- well, apparently there was like a story like this at a mall earlier, and that may like maybe they were just on high alert of that happening. Yeah, some like a similar operation went down at some Maui mall where like several cats were taken by authorities. The warrant issued by mall's property um, was given to the Los Angeles Daily News as part of a joint investigation that in, that also includes allegations of human trafficking. Oh, well, that escalated. Yeah. I um, it, I don't know. It's, it's How do spider monkeys relate to human trafficking? You know, <laughs> I don't have an answer to that. So. We might have to provide an update later on this story. <laughs> we'll be back with you next week. But until then, we're going to take a quick station break, and we'll be right back with weather and upcoming events right after this. I'm a face of influenza. Health officials now recommend everyone, six months of age and older, get immunized against influenza this 
and every year. We all are faces of influenza. Vaccination is safe and is the best way to help protect yourself and your family. The American Lung Association urges everyone six months of age and older, and we mean everyone, to get vaccinated. Visit facesofinfluenza.org. All right, no, we're, we just keep, we're having the good ideas are flowing today. Um, so Jesse Smollett is in the free and clear question mark area of life. Gray area. Very gray area, honestly. Um, he, um, he won't be prosecuted um, on the charges, but... The Cook County uh, Sheriff's Department's really not happy about that. <laughs> they're investigating. Uh, they're supposedly investigating. I don't know if there have been more updates, but that 16 felony charges that were dropped. This, when it came out, for me personally, y'all know those some, there's some stories that just come out and you're just like, I don't want to touch it. This one's kind of one of those where it's just like, you know... If I pick any side, it's the wrong side. I just want to stay away from it. But, I mean, there's just been, like, such a fascinating legal, you know, situation behind it. It kind of made me get a little more into this one. Well, here's the most recent update is that, that I've heard is that Chicago was vowing a civil suit against him after uh, he refused to reimburse the city for the cost of investigations in the case. Now, I'm not a legal analyst and, or an expert or anything that would involve knowing, having an expert opinion on this case. But um, I feel like usually people don't reimburse the city for investigation costs. Yeah, that's kind of, I feel, wouldn't that be something covered by taxes or like by us, the people? I mean, because that's, you know, their thing. I have no idea. I I know that they put a. I mean, obviously, well, they put a lot of effort into all investigations. Investigations, no matter how big, take a look a lot of time. And this was very high profile, which I'm sure involved more time. But I I don't know. I know in in exchange for dropping all the charges, he well maybe not in exchange is probably not correct. But in my mind, is in exchange they drop the charges, but. His money, his bond money, they capped. Hmm. Which I think was a million dollars, I really want to say, but I'd have to look that up. I I just feel like that's a hard case to really, really prove. I mean, yes, like, they, I mean, it's it's terrible that the, you know, Chicago PD had to put so many resources, effort, and energy just to have it all wasted, all the charges dropped. That's obviously very tragic. But to say that it's the responsibility of the the persecute the person being accused to pay the people that were trying to build the case against them is I I think that's kind of unprecedented and I don't see even in like civil court I don't see that really happening what about you I have no idea I mean I feel like it's probably going to go to court because they're not going to settle and they're he's he's gonna I mean he's stick he's stuck to his guns this entire time that's for sure um which 
is a little bit impressive, honestly. Like, his story has not changed. Um, which also at the same time raises questions because, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it, I forget stuff. Like, I could not tell you exactly what I did yesterday. I know that when you go through a tragic event, your memory is heightened and you remember that more. But I... I just don't know. I don't know. Okay, I can't find off the top of my searching how much money um, forfeited, I guess. <laughs> I don't, I'm well, sure it didn't really matter that much to him. What was his motive again behind all this? Because, like, I was hearing that, like, oh, he doesn't want to get kicked off Empire. Oh, he's trying to make a statement for the LBGT right. communities. So... From, I mean, because there's been a lot of stuff going around. So initially when this first came out, the speculation was that the attack was uh, forged. It was made up because he was afraid he was going to get kicked off of Empire. Mm -hmm. And then I, now this is a question where I don't know if he changed his statement or if it was just his true motive, so to speak, were uncovered. But Empire came out after that initial run and they're like we're not like he's a star of the show why would we cut him like we'd have to change the whole show Hmm. and then they then the next statement i heard after that was that it was um this attack was set in place because he didn't think that empire was giving him enough press coverage and he wasn't getting paid enough which i think seems much more plausible um if you're if you're going to stage your own attack and then of course um jesse has come out and said that obviously no he did not he did not forge any of this and that he was attacked because of his race and his sexual identity but wasn't it i mean i could be wrong but like wasn't it like proven by chicago pd like the guys that attacked were his biological brothers or is that not the case I have heard both brother. I I've heard I, that the two guys were brothers. I haven't heard that they were Jesse's brothers. Okay. Um. I believe that they were. I would say I think that they were just friends of his. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't. I don't entirely remember. Um. I'm, they could have been his brothers, but I feel like if you're really going to stage your own attack, that that's just a dumb move to go with. I mean, I only have one sibling, so it'd be pretty easy to figure <laughs> out. But And you'd also imagine that there's definitely better ways to get attention. I mean, like, ways that you could go about it, like, getting it, to, even if, like, not promoting this, even if you were trying to do some, like, lying-type mm-hmm. thing to get attention, there's definitely stuff you could do that's not, like, legally bound. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, go volunteer at a soup kitchen. I mean, Brad Paisley has been all over the news because he just started construction. Well, he broke ground on construction for a, I think, a free grocery store that's opening in Florida. mm um, so he's gotten tons of press. Um, you can be Oprah and give away a ton of crap to everyone. Um, I mean, you can go to prom with some girl in Nebraska and get a bunch of attention. Yeah. Taylor Swift did something like that. Um, and that worked. Yeah. I feel part of me feels like, why would he make this up? Mm-hmm. But then the other part of me 
says everyone is so sure that he made it up, why would they put themselves in that legal jeopardy if they weren't sure? So I guess we'll never know unless they actually do try to, you know, they do in investigations on this to see what happened, to see if it was maybe a cover-up. It's something to follow, but at the same time, something that I feel is kind of going to die to the wayside. Honestly, there's been like, in 2019, there's been like so many just weird stories. You had that, you had like the whole Nick's, I think, Sandman thing with the whole video, and then you have Lori Laughlin now. Like, it's been a weird, it's been a weird year, I feel like. Yeah, the college scandal. What a, what a time. I also thought that was fake when I saw it. Oh, really? I, I, leg- I saw it on my Instagram feed. And I just saw her picture, so I I stopped, and I was like, this is a joke. Like, I don't know why I think, I guess I think people are joking about the news all the time. Um, But I thought maybe, you know, this headline is just, like, misleading. And I got into my, I I was visiting my parents for the weekend. I got into the house, and my mom was, like, came out of their bedroom, like, screaming. She's like, have you seen the news? (laughs) She's like, it's everywhere. And I was like, kind of, like, what's going on? That was crazy. I got calls from, like, I got calls from my grandparents. I got calls from my parents. I got calls from everyone about that story. I understand, like, your skepticism because, Mm -hmm. like, usually if I see a story breaking, like, a lot of times you do have, I mean, I'm not trying to hate on, you know, journalism. I'm a broadcast journalism. But there are some publications who do like to kind of twist things around a tad bit because it's breaking news. They want the clicks. They want, you know, the right-of-way attention. And, I mean, there's also the case of, like, sometimes if you break a story too quick, you, I mean, there's going to be an update later that changes it around drastically. So I understand, like, your skepticism. I can't say that word. (laughs) My favorite commentary on that story was apparently, supposedly, somehow... A lot of the students didn't know that their parents were engaging in this illegal activity huh. and paying for them to get into college. And my favorite commentary, I don't know who said it, but they said, what a way to find out how little your parents think of your abilities. <laughs> Which is, I would, I don't even know, like part of me would be. I have to admit, like, part of me, I think, would be like, yeah, you know, I'm in an Ivy League. Who really cares? But then, like, I would be devastated if my mom thought that she, I would not get into an Ivy League school if she didn't pay her way in, pay my way in. Well, what's funny is it wasn't just Ivy League. Yeah. It was, like, mostly, I, I think. A lot of U- USC. USC was guess, really yeah, big. Ivy League. And then UCLA was it's also true. in there. It's just college. And I'm, I'm sure USC would not consider themselves just college. The wrong <laughs> USC. <laughs> no, they're a university. Yeah. Um, that's true there. But that this has been a really... And it's only April. Yeah, It's only April. What? A, it's going to be yeah. an interesting year. I mean, like, how many people have gotten canceled so far? <laughs> all right. Well, that is about all the time that we have today just to keep y'all updated right now it's about 68 degrees outside you can expect a low of 55 tonight over the weekend like we talked about earlier it should be mostly cloudy with 76 for the spring game and a low of 61 so it not saying it's not gonna be could be like devilishly hot but 
hopefully it'll be cloudy. Remember your sunscreen. Sunday, it'll be 77 with a low of 64. And next week, temperatures will be rising. Uh, it'll be around the mid to high 70s and low 80s pretty much all of next week. If the Weather Channel is telling the truth. <laughs> Let's hope so. Some upcoming events on Monday. Um, Monday, April 8th from 6 to 7.30 in Russell House 205 will be Queer Talks. Queer Talks is an hour-long casual discussion with free dinner. Topics include local and national issues facing the LGBTQ plus students, um, as well as uh, provides a space for the LGBTQ plus community um, and allies to build upon their knowledge and find support in a common understanding of relevant issues. Additionally, tomorrow or Monday night from 8 to 9.45, Carolina Productions is presenting Shrekfest. What? On Davis Field. I personally am a very big Shrek fan, and so I will probably be there. Wow. My mind's blown right now. I will probably be there, too, because I have a certain girlfriend who is obsessed with Shrek. And once I tell her this, I will probably be forced to go. <laughs> uh, Davis Field, you can watch Shrek with Carolina Productions, and there will be in, in the Dance Marathon gang. Um, I, if you have, have you seen, has she seen Shrek the Musical? No, she has not. On Netflix, suggest to check it out. I personally like it better than the movies. Whoa. I do. I really enjoy the songs, and I think it takes Shrek, Shrek to a deeper level. I think that the characters really... Um, I feel like the, specifically the sh character of Shrek, he has one great song that I don't want to spoil too much, but it really gets into his inner psyche about how, what he would be if he wasn't an ogre and like how much more he could do with his life and how he kind of feels trapped by what people expect of him. That's deep. It is. Yes. And plus there's tap dancing. Ooh. Um, I love a good tap break and I'm a big music. I'm a big musical theater fan in general. Um, but it's on Netflix. It, I think it's great. I might go home and watch it now. It's it's Movie Friday, so um, I'll probably get vetoed. <laughs> but, all right, well, that's all the time that we have for today. We'll see y'all again on Monday from 6 to 6.30 or sooner if you check us out on Facebook or Twitter. Remember, it is also fundraising week. Head out to WUSC.FM and click on that Donate tab so that we can stay on air. You would not want to be the reason. That we get kicked off <laughs> by the FCC because we don't have licensing, would you? That would that would suck. Don't be that guy or gal. Don't be that guy. Give us money. WUSC.FM. Click on the donate tab. If you need to get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter by searching WUSC News. If you need to get a hold of the station, you can send us an email on WUSC.FM after you click on that donate tab. Or you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram by searching WUSC. FM. That is all the time that we have tonight. We'll see y'all again later. This has been Cockadoodle News on WUSC. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 6 to 6.30 p.m.